0: Hey guys, do you ever think about how safe your money in the bank actually is? If you're a lot like us, it makes sense to simply assume that once you place your deposit in the bank, your money rests there, safe, ready for you to access anytime, but nothing could be further from the truth. Ever since the SVB collapsed in the spring of 2023, a lot of us has been questioning how safe our money in the bank really is. Most important, how safe is your money? Our unsettling revelation will get you to start thinking and questioning our financial security and future. But it doesn't have to be mysterious. On today's episode, we'll uncover three typical bank practices that could jeopardize your money. Stick around till the end for some valuable tips on safeguarding your assets. Hey, I'm Palmy. And I'm Nancy. And together we make the Kitty Sisters. We are apartment syndication experts, entrepreneurs, and real estate investors. Ten years ago, we made a change in our financial futures by ditching the 9 to 5. Discover the joy and security in making money while we sleep. We made this podcast to help high-level entrepreneurs secure their financial future while paying virtually zero tax by utilizing apartment syndication. And we're gonna show you how. This is Cashflow Multipliers, the podcast dedicated to your financial freedom or the lifestyle you deserve. But first, have you ever noticed the bumps on a camel's back? They're not just decorative. Camels use them to store water and survive in the desert when there's no drinking water available. Think of those bumps as similar to the ancient temple in 5th century Rome. Just as a camel hump holds water for dry days, these temples serve as a secure spot for people to stash their extra coins. It was a safer option than keeping your money at home where it was more vulnerable to theft. To begin with, it's important to understand how the banking system works. It's actually a little bit like heading to your favorite Italian restaurant and sharing a pizza. When you put your money in the bank, the bank only saves a few slices for you, lending the rest of the pizza to others with interest, which is how they make their money. At the end of the day, everyone keeps a piece of the pizza or so that's what they want you to believe. Is this news to you. Let's think about how it works using pretty basic math. Our modern banking system operates off this thing called fractional reserve banking. The way fractional reserve banking works is that the banks are actually required to only keep a certain very small amount of your deposit on hand and available for your withdrawal. Let's look at it this way. If you deposit $100,000, all your bank is going to keep on hand is around $10,000. The rest of that 90,000 gets loaned out at interest, providing goods and loans and products and all kinds of things to other people, which can end up with a lending power of a million dollars for the bank. Unfortunately, your hard earned money is out there working hard for other people, making them money, not you. Sure, you might get a few dollars in interest. Right now, probably around 7% if you're lucky. Keep in mind too that since your bank isn't just dashing cash like Gringotts, for all your Harry Potter fans, this means that they're lending your same cash out over and over again. The same cash that you're earning fractions of a percentage in interest is being charged to loans at like 7 to 8% for home mortgages or even higher around 20% plus for credit card balances. If you think this is all great, think again. This system is all fine and dandy until something happens where too many people come in all at one time to withdraw their money. As you can imagine, since they only have 10% or so of your deposits on hand, this causes major problems. Eventually, if the situation isn't managed properly, they run out of money, which is exactly what happened with Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank. Do you remember the scene in It's Wonderful Life where George Banks gets swarmed by a mob of angry people at the bank demanding their money? Well, this can and does still happen in modern times, so how secure is your money really? Recently, Nan and I took a backcountry hiking trip to Yosemite, one of the most naturally stunning places on earth. Thinking I was planning ahead, I packed a bunch of KT tape for our blisters. Unfortunately, between the two of us, each of our two feet, we ran out quickly. Well, well before the trip ended. This blister situation is alarmingly similar to the current money conditions we are operating under the FDIC. You see, the FDIC, Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, protects bank deposit up to a certain amount, which ensures that an average person doesn't lose all their money in a rare instance that the bank does fail. The FDIC also helps regulate banks and keep them in check, stepping in if there's an issue or if the bank fails, all of which helps keep the banking system stable because people trust that the system will work and their money will be safe. But did you know that the FDIC actually only has about 1% of all the cash deposit in qualified insured accounts? This means that when you read or heard about the 1% of all cash deposited in qualified insured accounts, it refers to actual funds available in the FDIC reserve to cover insured deposits. The FDIC operates through premium paid by the banks it insures. These premiums contribute to the Deposit Insurance Fund, DIF, which the FDIC taps into if a bank fails. But you're totally insured, right? Kind of. If you have substantial savings or investments beyond the $250,000 limit, you're going to be in a tough spot. If a bank were to fail, deposit exceeding this limit could be at risk. And this doesn't just hold true for individual either. It applies to businesses, which typically have deposits greatly exceeding this amount. On top of that, if you have multiple accounts holders, while $250,000 covers applies to each depositors, if someone has several banks accounts totally more than this limit, the excess amount is not covered. So please don't just assume that the FDIC has your back. They might, but they might not too. Okay, but you've heard about how safe bonds are. So maybe you should invest in those. Uh, think again, they're not so safe anymore. The practices banks follow for 20, 30 years with bonds have taken a huge hit. It led to a massive losses for these banks, putting their financial stability at risk. So guys, just to clarify, we're not suggesting to empty your bank accounts right away. It's important to keep enough money for your everyday needs, but relying heavily on your bank for a large portion of your savings might not be the best move. If your bank were to collapse, having too much money there would put you at significant risk. Again, we're not saying go and clear out your bank account right this second. It's smart to keep for your day-to-day expenses. But think twice about stashing a huge chunk of your savings in the bank. That way, if the bank hits a rough patch, you won't be taking on too much risk. Now that you have learned the startling truth about your money in the bank, check out this episode. We'll link this in a show note so that you can understand why investing in illiquid asset is a good idea. We can't wait to begin this journey with you. Check us out at thekittysisters.com slash podcast.